Hello. I probably sound very loud, and that's because everything is trying to make adjustments to my audio without my permission. Mm. Now I should be more normal. Normal. Remember Normal the Cat? N-E-R-M-A-L. Oh, yeah, the Garfield uh, pal. Mm -hmm. Garfield and Friends. Oh my, I'm learning a new word. Tetar... Ooh. Tetartagonist. Let's see how... Oh, come on. Are you telling me... Miriam Webster? Tetar... Because I know... Oh, no, no. (laughs) I've typed in... (laughs) Tetartagonish, and (laughs) I suppose that that is someone who is akin to this thing. Um, I just want to make sure I'm pronouncing it correctly, and I'm not seeing a pronunciation guide anywhere for this word. Uh, But apparently, it is um, the fourth actor. Uh, Oh, so it's just the the tritagonist. it's the protagonist, the deuteragonist. Whoa. <laughs> uh, deuteragonist, the tritagonist, the tetartagonist, and the pentagonist. <laughs> or I guess it would be the pentagonist. Uh, who is, says this? Is, <laughs> who talks like this? Uh, no one these days. Um, but apparently, yeah, if you've got... You just keep going on, uh, depending on how many uh, actors you have that are main characters. Mm. So I get like in in its first season, The Office would not have had a pentagonist. But by the time you get around to five, six, seven, certainly, um, you know, one of those characters would rank as a pentagonist. Uh, Very fascinating that um, now I've forgotten. Nermal Nermal is... uh, a tetartagonist. Although I didn't know that T-E-T-A-R-T was four. Well, um, like tetrahedron. Ah, tetra. That's mm-hmm. okay. Then I was mispronouncing it this whole time. Although they do, they do spell it T-E-T-A-R instead of T-E-T-R-A. Maybe they misspelled it. Tetratagonist. Yeah. I don't know what why I'm doing this. Um, I, I think you've invested far more into this than is necessary. <laughs> the hexagonist, the uh-huh. heptagonist, the octagonist, the nonagonist, and the decagonist. The tenth most important uh, actor. Well, my favorite anyway, is always the dodecatagonist. But um, oh my god, yes! <laughs> did you dress up for uh, Halloween? Or you did you go as uh, Ted Lasso's left shoe? No, I didn't do any of that. Uh, did you? Did you partake Heavens, in festivities? No. Um, Sebastian was a little disappointed. I didn't know. I didn't know that he wanted to dress up um, because we didn't like we didn't have plans to go do anything. So I had no plans to uh, dress up this year. Well, I should uh, let me clarify. It's not that I didn't have plans originally, but, um, you know, leading up to this, there just weren't plans made to go do things. If I had had plenty of um, knowledge of where we would be in terms of the pandemic and all that kind of stuff, then maybe um, 
I would have made plans sooner because I really do, uh, for folks who listen to the show who may not um, know, I uh, do a couple times a month, I would say, a um, real play. uh, What is that called? Now I can't even think of what it's called. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast. That's what it's called. Actual play podcast. And I play a half elf druid named Elevor. And uh, our dungeon master, Tony Sindelar, um, commissioned an artist to create artwork of all of our characters. And when the artwork came out, I decided that I was going to have to go as Elevor for a Halloween at some point. So that still exists at some point in the future um, where I would like to dress up as Elevore. But uh, I certainly, I don't, I, I was very, su- no, was I surprised? I was kind of surprised, I think, at just how many people went as Ted Lasso characters this year. There weren't as many sort of, um, I like the jokey costumes. Uh, there was somebody who last year went as, there. it was a partner costume, and the partner was like the New Yorker or something. And then they were the paywall in front of the New Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I saw people posting their photos. A lot of Ted Lasso's, like you said. Um, also, a lot of uh, Armands from, from White Lotus. More more than I thought that there would be. But uh, I guess I follow a lot of gay men online. So I guess it shouldn't be that surprising that they would tend to do that. Um, and uh you know people are just in the the halloween spirit so good for them um i but yeah, yeah. I, I sat on the couch uh and watched tv i think yeah we uh binge watched um there's a netflix there's an animated netflix show that ended up being very clever um i don't have a like my barrier for animated shows is far lower i I just like I like animated shows along with live action shows, but I just have no um, some people they oh, it's an animated show and immediately they're kind of closed off. And Sebastian is more along that <laughs> <Damn>. route. Uh, <laughs> Dan Sturm. <laughs> oh, Dan Sturm. Well, there you go. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I was just coughing. Oh, sorry. OK, I, I misinterpreted the cough. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, I, I don't. And so it takes a lot for Sebastian to want to watch um, an animated show. Um, but we watched the trailer for this Netflix show that it's basically the idea that, uh, I wish I could think of what it's called. Um, which is really sad that literally we binge watched the thing and I don't remember what it's called. Don't worry. I'm going to look into my IMDB search history and then I'll be able to tell you what it's called. Uh, it is called inside job and it's this Netflix series that basically suggests that every conspiracy that anyone's had is actually true. And there's this group that runs the government, uh, behind the scenes that is made up of like the Illuminati and other groups of people. The only conspiracy that's not true and instead was invented by, um, somebody that was part of this group is the concept of the flat earth. So I, I think that's hilarious that yes, the earth is still a globe, but, um, anyway, uh, it was really, there were just lots of clever lines and it's one of those shows where you really have to pay attention the whole time because there are lots of vignettes that have jokes in them, um, and little subtle references. And there's a lot of, it's, it's jam packed with humor. And so I really quite liked that show. Um, and that's what we did instead of, uh, Halloween. Um, I, also did not I, did you 
have candy prepared or were you a lights off on the porch person? Uh, well, I believe in preparing candy in case there's an emergency and someone shows up. Um, <laughs> Got it. Because I don't want to be, I don't want to be caught empty-handed. Uh, I was was hearing some stories from um, uh, friends of ours who have kids, or from other people that like people were getting like, you know, random stuff like beef jerky or whatever. Like just, I'm assuming that people just did not anticipate the number of people that would number of kids that would be coming by searching for candy. Um, we live in a fairly low kid traffic foot traffic area. So mm-hmm. I was not expecting anyone to come by here. Uh, I don't know how it is in your city, but there's generally like those those streets where it's like, oh, yeah, that's where you go if you actually are a kid and want to have candy. And then these are the other streets where you don't go because <laughs> there's a higher portion of um, uh, houses or apartments or whatever that just have their lights off and um, are not going to have uh, candy as readily available. Um so, you know, kids like to go to the nice part of town, or, or at least parents like to take them there. Um, and uh, I guess we don't live in the nice part of town uh, for that sort of thing. Uh, so we don't, uh, we didn't have an issue with that last year. Didn't have an issue with that this year. Uh, I had a couple random pieces of candy in the event of an emergency. Um, and uh, fortunately, my work had sent us a box of like, candy stuff and uh a plastic pumpkin to paint and decorate um i didn't do that uh and a plastic pumpkin yeah it's like a little white plastic pumpkin um as if you were buying one of those decorative gourds for your table oh okay gotcha but but it's just tiny and then they provided a little like um like temper paint kit or I don't know if it was a temporary what relic. Odd, do they do this for every holiday? No, they just just did it this this Halloween um, for a, a, a pumpkin decorating uh, thing. But uh, I did not. Oh, partic- you could like get posted on the company Instagram with your pumpkin. I didn't participate, uh, but the <laughs> the uh, the candy that was in there, I was like, oh great, uh, candy I can give to to trick or treaters because uh, really what we had were Ghirardelli uh, chocolate squares that were eighty six percent cacao. Uh, which I don't oh, imagine. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I don't imagine children very good for that. for yeah. Like I would be happy to have that, but yeah, I don't think many kids are going to be interested. Yeah, so we got like a little tiny, uh, little tiny pieces of like normal Halloween candy to to distribute if the need arose, but uh, it did not, and that was it. Did you have trick or treaters stop by, and did you have candy on hand to distribute? Um. Yes to having candy on hand to distribute, but not purposefully. It would have been sort of a, oh, yes, here you go. Uh, We did not have any trick or... Yeah, we did not have any trick-or-treaters stop by uh, because, well, mostly because I had the light turned off on the porch, which, at least when I was a kid, signaled that, no, uh, no one is there. No one is there to help you. Um, No one is there to give you candy. So uh, everybody seems to be honoring that uh, agreement. And we didn't have the doorbell ring once. It's mostly because um, as it stands, I wouldn't mind like there's a future in which I am the house along this route that hands out full-size candy bars to people (laughs) and people love that every year i fully prepare and plan to be that person uh before i die but right now 
Um, it's mostly because I have neighbors right next to me, uh, and ringing the doorbell makes the dogs very unhappy. So I didn't, I did not want to mess with that, uh, at all. And so, yeah, having the doorbell ring over and over and over again and have the dogs get set off, uh, is just a nightmare waiting to happen. Uh, you didn't want uh, to do the, guess, like, bowl of candy out front situation? I guess I could have done that, um, but I just didn't plan for that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess that's probably what I could have done, should have done. Um, but also, I have not really seen um, in years past. I'm surprised because usually you'd think, like, townhome complexes, apartment complexes would have lots of kids kind of running around um, because it's perfect to go door to door to door to door. But uh, I, we really didn't see much uh, traffic, yeah. like foot traffic. That's um, what I was saying. Like, yeah. e- even if you are a parent with a kid inside of that building, you would take them to a nicer street uh, nearby where they're more likely to get uh, candy consistently from door to door uh, because that's part of the experience uh, rather than in an apartment complex where people are either more less likely to be home or less likely to have prepared appropriately. Yep. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid... Um, we, I mean, we lived in a house, but it was on um, on a street that was there. There were some folks on the street, literally about two houses down from where. I mean, we we had a, it was a fine house. Everything was fine there, but two houses down, uh, there was a meth bust. Like the house was a meth making house, and so that gives you like obviously my parents. My mom was not interested in having us trick or treat along this uh, street of uh, of people where two houses down there was a meth bust. So, um, we would always go to my great grandparents' uh, neighborhood and walk along that way every single year. And yeah, it was um, it was always the same. I mean, it, yeah, it was consistent, and uh, nobody had any edibles to give us, <laughs> and. Uh, you know the, the the candy was was what is the word I'm looking for? It flowed, um, and then of course our group, my great grandparents, always had like you got to get that bag. You got to start out that bag pretty hefty. So they would always have little um, Halloween pumpkin baskets for us that were you know filled with all sorts of stuff. So we kind of started there and then moved along to the different houses. So mm-hmm. yeah, I I I very thankful for. Um, my great grandparents giving us the traditional holiday experiences every year. Uh, that was always part of the part of the 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 go along was uh, going there. That's good. Uh, did you have a uh, did you have a traditional Halloween candy that was a favorite of yours when you were a kid? Almond Joy. Mm, hated it, and especially because nobody else in the family liked Almond Joy. <laughs> um, I to this day like. As a kid, I liked all the old man candy. I, I Necco wafers, any kind of mint candy. Uh, when it came to to Easter, y- you can keep your uh, fruit flavored gumdrops. I want the spice drops. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Root beer barrels, which arguably a lot of people do like, but still kind of on the other side of thing. Coffee flavored candies, like. Just almost any weird candy. Oh, uh, uh, circus peanuts, which is a sin, I know, but I liked circus peanuts. Wow. Uh, candy corn, of course. Um, 
basically, yeah, all the weird, strange candy um, I have always been a fan of. I like the taste of it. And so I, I, I can remember when I graduated high school um, and we had my graduation party, uh, my mom put together these little gift bags for everybody, you know, little, little goodie bags. And they had like a bunch of my weird candies in them. So Necco wafers and all that kind of stuff. And, um, th- which is really sweet that, you know, she thought of that, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, to this day, my mom will sometimes text me and be like, what kind of candies did you like as a kid? <laughs> and then I would remind her, she'd be like, you just so weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, but other than uh, Almond Joy, which again, like my whole family hates coconut. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have like a, it's a texture thing for them. Yep. I really love, like for me, as I've mentioned, you know, on this show before and elsewhere, I'm not a big fan of eating in general. I'm not a big fan of, mostly not a big fan of the fact that I have to eat to survive. And so with that comes kind of a begrudging uh, feeling about having to eat in general and uh so for me textures and and experiences that go along with the food make them more enjoyable um so i uh i like that's why i like coconut because that weird like that that sort of sharp it's it's not a crunch it's like a a sharp uh grit yeah a sharp grit that you feel between your teeth as you as Uh. you consume it um and then my other favorite thing I loved it whenever I would get these, uh, was the, I call it, it's, it's fake dark chocolate as a kid. It was Hershey's special dark. Um, occasionally, occasionally you get those tiny little bars of Hershey's, is it special dark? Is that what it's called? Special dark? Uh, special. I don't know. Let me see. Hershey's special. Yeah. Hershey's special dark. So it, it's like one of the least dark chocolates of dark chocolates but as a kid that was the dark chocolate you got because you know Ghirardelli squares and all those those were far more expensive so obviously you know you're not going to get that in or very often get that in your um in your little halloween basket so i would go after the hershey's special dark and the almond joys and mounds oh my god when that one weird uh person would give mounds that was really my ish as they say uh because straight to the grit (laughs) that combined coconut and dark chocolate together and i just loved them um yeah what about you what about you uh, I liked Three Musketeers and Milky Way, um, which are virtually identical. Uh, but the uh, there is a uh, like caramel layer inside of the Milky Way bar, right? Um, and uh, I don't know, I just like the nougat. Uh, and it's controversial because a lot of people don't actually really enjoy those candies, or they might say, "Why not just have a Snickers?" Because Snickers, oh, that's a totally different thing. Yeah, well, Snickers has ca- the caramel, the nougat, and uh, peanuts, peanuts. In it. um but i i just liked uh the, the simplicity i guess of of it i didn't i didn't enjoy uh like you said the the grit of uh coconut but i also didn't really appreciate peanuts inside of candy at the time um because i don't know i was just a weird kid with the texture of it where i would just want to have just candy um mm-hmm. but I also didn't like things that were super sweet, so I didn't think that the nougat or Three Musketeers were as sweet as some of the other candies that you could get. Mm. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. But when I wanted something that wasn't chocolate, because um, I'm not that big of a chocoholic or anything, 
I I preferred um the uh um what are they called? Smarties. Um uh, Oh but, but I so did like Oh yeah, those are super sweet. But I liked smart I liked just you'd occasionally get one that wouldn't melt on your tongue. Mm-hmm. And I always would spit those ones out. I like part of the experience for me was putting it on my tongue and letting it dissolve and then consuming it that way. And so, yeah, occasionally you'd get one that for some reason like remained steadfast on your tongue and be like, oh, that's a dud. Gotta get rid- <laughs> gotta get rid of that one. Uh, Did you sort them or anything? Well, yeah, I would sort them because naturally they uh, all tasted so very different from one another that you would want to sort them uh, by their color. But uh, I, I did not have the patience to uh, like dissolve it, as you said. I would just I would chomp down on that thing, um, uh, and then also in addition, like in terms of other sweet stuff, I, I liked uh, Starburst and uh, Now and Later's. Um, <gasps> now and Later's, oh my god, those like, things more wax than oh. actual candy, but I loved the heck out of those things. It was like, what if you could swallow plastic that was barely chewable? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so true. Uh, it was. It was a talk about a weird texture. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's that's just the situation with those. Uh, but n- now that we're done with the Halloween treats, uh, I gotta ask since we didn't talk um for a little bit, did you buy yourself or did more specifically did work buy you um <laughs> a uh, an M one Pro or M one Max treat? Um. It was offered and I turned it down um, because I, well, I'm holding out for an M1 Mac mini. Um, Uh. That's yeah, that's what I really, really want. I honestly like since the since my foray into Mac computers in general and the introduction of the Mac mini, I have always wanted a Mac mini um, because most of the time my MacBook Pro is sitting at my desk and connected to external monitors through a dock. And the Mac Mini is this fantastic little device that could be, you know, my my full computer at my desk. And I just love the idea of having a computer that I I don't have because I, I do get a little worried, even with all of the battery saver protections and all that kind of stuff that the MacBook Pro has in place. I've got a uh, 16 inch Intel i9 MacBook Pro. And I sometimes, uh, you know, think about, oh, man, I hate leaving this thing plugged in um, because that's pretty much how it stays all the time is just plugged in. Um, and so I've got it up. It, it sits on uh it sits on a little riser, not so that it brings it up to eye height, but just so that the uh, surface is kind of off the ground and can get some cooling going on and the uh, fans have plenty of space to circulate. And so having a, a sort of purpose-built desk computer is something that I really want. And the re- someone might go, then why not get like an iMac? Because I'm a stickler about having my displays match. Mm. And so if I have an iMac and an external display, they're not going to match. They're not going to look like they fit together. Uh, But with a Mac Mini, I would be able to do that. Plus, everything I'm hearing about the M1 Pro and M1 Max tells me that um, this little Mac Mini is going to be a powerhouse when it does come out. Um, So it probably won't be until next year that I'm uh, running an M1 machine or an Apple Silicon machine. Uh, And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with waiting um, until then. Although it could be that I uh, get to 
at least try uh, one of the M1 machines in the meantime, just to uh, give it a go. Because I would like to try, as I, I do a show every week called iOS Today, and we cover apps. That's that's a, a lot of what the show is about. And it's about you know getting the most out of your iOS, iPadOS, et cetera, devices. But um, with that, each week we cover apps. And I would really like to try running some of those apps on a Mac. And I can't do that without an M1 Mac. Um, I can only run the Mac OS counterparts to those apps. So that's the one reason why I want to give an M1 machine a go. Um, but I, yeah, I decided MacBook Pro, it, I've, I've basically been on the MacBook Pro uh, kick for such a long time as my uh, main machine. And I really would like to go to a desktop uh, as my main machine, especially given how much I can do on an iPad with the keyboard. Uh, I don't need to also have a, a main Mac OS machine that has the keyboard built in and I can move around with it. Yeah, I... I'm a hundred percent in agreement with you on uh, matching monitors. Um, like if I if I was ever in a situation where it was like, well, iMac is the thing that makes the most sense for me because I'm not gonna travel or do anything or need to go anywhere, then I would just not have a second monitor. Um, because it I, uh, it's one of those hard things. It's one of those difficult things to explain to people, like how I have uh, my external monitor and my um, uh, MacBook Pro in clamshell mode. And they're like, oh, well, you could use that for so much other, you could use that for other things. It's like, no, I can't. <laughs> it's it's different. It's not the same. <laughs> I can't, I can't deal with it. It it, uh, it needs to be exactly the same, identical monitors. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, um, I, I'm interested to see, uh, how, how you feel about the, the M1, uh, Mac minis when they kind of like finally, well, the M1 Pro and Max Mac minis, not the mm-hmm. M1 Mac minis that exist right now. Um, cause the, the, the should be uh, pretty interesting. Um, and I've thought about, uh, having some sort of a desktop situation since obviously I'm running this MacBook pro in clamshell mode 99% of the time. So, uh, would it not make more sense to have, uh, some sort of desktop situation? Um, and then just keep this laptop for laptop situations. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, uh, Mac OS does not deal really well with like synchronizing things and having to keep things in different setups the same and then remembering to charge something that you're not using uh, all that often. It's like, uh, do I want to do I want to do that? Well, if I was in a situation where if something happened to this MacBook Pro, I may, well, probably would just buy another 16-inch MacBook Pro. Um, right. Uh, just because it's more c- comfortable for me mentally to uh, replace something in the spot of something I already have. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that's going to be interesting, I think, um, especially when all the, the stuff is said and done. I'm not sure I would ever look forward to running any of the iOS apps on my desktop, <laughs> uh, like you are, but, uh, but kudos to you. Uh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a very different person in that way. And I know I am because I remember being very excited about, um, uh, the home app coming to <laughs> Mac OS and everyone else was kind of like, okay, like we get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, 
it was it was something that I wanted to uh, to use all the time, and uh, I I use it regularly the the macOS version. But um, it's just a matter of having kind of one screen where I've got everything going on uh, really appeals to me. And sometimes there are iOS apps that work better than uh, macOS versions or their macOS counterparts. And so being able to uh, use it as if it was an iOS app on the Mac is uh, really fascinating. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But one of the things I saw with, I saw some folks talking about uh, figuring out the gaming um, experience on these new machines and getting it to run at 60 frames per second and being really blown away by uh, how well it all worked. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, the The fact that this could very well be, you know, it used to be, and I mean, it still is as it stands, that you needed a Windows machine to do most of the gaming that you wanted to do. Uh, but there could be a future in which that changes, where you do finally have the ability to game on the Mac because the built-in processors can handle it, and uh, it's you know finally up to snuff in that way. I guess the one big thing is um, the fact that some of it runs on uh, I, processors of yesteryear or or. I, I don't understand quite all of how it works, but there's stuff on Windows that lets you run sort of old school versions of things versus new school versions of things which you would need with um, Mac OS. And that's why uh, some games in Steam that you might purchase do not work uh, on the Mac because they are uh, old school and need to have a machine that can sort of be backward compatible. Um, so that, of course, is still an issue. Uh, well, I, I was going to say, I'm not sh- sure which reporting you were seeing that people were excited about the gaming prospects because from everything I was reading is people were just like, yeah, it just isn't optimized for that at all. It's really about content creation because there's just not the s- software support fundamentally or storefront support really for um for playing games on uh, a Mac, um, an M1 Mac anyway, um, right now. Uh, that it's not a, like you said, though, there is no, there isn't um, the hardware limitations like there used to be, but like there's no OpenGL. There's no um, like cross-platform stuff. So people need to make stuff for Metal. They need to put it in uh, an Apple storefront or if they're going to have it inside of, I don't even think there are any game inside of steam that get, that are native or can be native. I don't even know how steam's regulations are on that sort of front, but like, it's just not designed that way. And that the ports that are coming over, uh, the verge tested, I think it was like t- tomb Raider shadow of something. Um, and they're, they were able to get like an okay frame rate at HD resolution. Uh, and it's like, yeah, but who, you know, who is really wanting to play this old version of this Tomb Raider game um, as opposed to like stuff that's coming out currently. Uh, And I don't know if that's ever going to change. It just seems like the Mac is not moving in that direction, Um, but I'm not a gamer. So I I don't, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I think uh, 
what people were talking about is like, you know, they're running all sorts of emulation to make it happen and, you know, boot camp and this and that and the other. And basically they're saying, even with all of this stuff we had to do, it still, you know, is uh, running at 60 frames per second. So it takes a lot of work to get it there. It just, it makes me go, okay, what if they did start to, um, you know, make systems that didn't require all of this emulation? What would that mean for uh, gaming on these machines? But yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, certainly not, someone who wants to, to game right now is not going to be concerned about or, you know, desirous for a future in which that can happen. They're wanting to be able to play it right now. So I, I get, you know, sort of the the hesitancy there. I just, I think it's interesting that even whenever they have to go through all of these layers of obfuscation, it still works uh, to a point where it's getting up to 60 frames per second uh, in, in playback. So yeah, maybe some more folks will <laughs> start to make uh, systems that'll work with that. That would be great. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Hey, uh, who knows what people will do in the future. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I obviously, this is not going to hold me back from any sort of purchase decision right. to the machine. Um, the stuff with the performance in terms of like uh, audition or um, doing things in other select applications uh, being, you know, off the charts, amazeballs, um, mainly because of also the like faster uh, SSD speeds uh, is like, well, yeah, sure. That'd be great because those are the things that I do with the thing. Um, the rest of the time, all of my, uh, my actual work stuff that I do on this computer is all, uh, network related. It's, it's all, um, uh, a remote desktop situation. It's a very specific flavor of a remote desktop, um, HBZ central. Um, but, uh, it is, uh, not something where the machine here is being taxed to any great degree. Uh, so, uh, the the only things that I really use it for are like podcast editing, um, or uh, other occasional uh, little side projects. Um, so it would it would be nice for those sorts of things. I think I'm mainly attracted to the new uh, well the new old um, I/O situation um, and the design of the uh, the laptop. A little mm-hmm. reluctant about the notch, but everybody says, oh, you just get used to it. It just disappears. You know, you feel about it. It's just like your iPhone. And it's just like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah. I tend to, yeah, that for me, it, again, I totally understand and respect that some people will uh, have trouble with a notch. For me, that does just doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Um, I, I will have no problem getting used to it. I'm pretty loosey-goosey about that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, the return to ports of old. I have to tell you, as a dock user and a um, fan of, of USB-C slash Thunderbolt ports, I am a little disappointed that there are now only three. Um, but I think that the trade-off of having more of it directly on the machine is good. Um I don't use HDMI to connect to my displays. I use DisplayPort. Um, so the HDMI port is not important <laughs> important to me. <laughs> um, but I'm glad, again, for folks who do use uh, the HDMI port. That's fantastic. And then 
having that SD card right there is is really great, except for folks who don't use SD cards as part of their um, video or audio, video or audio, video or photo workflow. Um, if they use other kinds of cards, then, you know, they're still going to need to dongle it up. But um, most of, like, I've got, you know, most of what I do running through the the one Thunderbolt uh, cord to a dock. And um, I have no no real feelings either way about the touch bar um there you know are arguments for the touch bar uh for folks who use it for accessibility reasons there are arguments for the touch bar for folks who (laughs) actually do use it for different things um i saw I can't remember who it was, somebody video editing, uh, and they were talking about how they would use the touch bar, uh, as a way to see kind of where they were in a timeline, um, and how much time was left and be able to, uh, use it to turn. Oh, that's what it was. It was, uh, for screen recording. They were recording something on the screen and there's that annoying part at the end where you move your mouse up to hit stop on the recording. Uh, but with the touch bar, they could leave the mouse as part of the thing and not have that like two second delay at the end, uh, because they could just hit done on the touch bar and they had noticed it because, um, because they looked down to press done and it wasn't there. I don't use the touch bar. Um, all that often when I first got this MacBook Pro, I downloaded a better touch tool, which has the ability to customize your touch bar and gives you lots of different like widgets and stuff. So you could see the weather, you could, uh, you know, know the current date, all that kind of stuff, but I didn't end up using it. And so now I really don't ever use the, the touch bar. Um, it just kind of hangs out up there on its own. So I, yeah, I, I have no kind of feeling either way. It wasn't, it's not harming me by being there um, as it stands. So I don't need it to go away, but I don't use it. So I'm also okay with it going away either way. It works for me. Uh, but I know a lot of people were cheering the loss of the touch bar and some folks were, um, you know, being sad about the loss of the touch bar. Uh, uh, I'm happy. Uh, (laughs) I don't know why anybody would be, uh, for the screen recording situation, um, I, I believe there is a key command you can, uh, you can also get out of screen recording. Um, but, uh, weird. Anyway, the utility of it was never really apparent to me, um, because I found it distracting to think about something that was outside of my peripheral vision, really, because you're watching stuff on the screen. So you have to be cognizant of what's going to be in the touch bar at any time to press. And I never liked having to guess for screen brightness or um, uh, volume um, what I was doing with the, like, you can uh, hold down on it and then drag it. Mm -hmm. But it takes more time to do that than it takes to use the function key for those behaviors. So I didn't. I never found it to be advantageous. The only situation where it was even remotely useful for me was when I would type in something where I wanted to get an emoji. Um, So if I type in Grimace and then it'll suggest the little Grimace emoji down there, then I can push that and then it pops it into the message rather than me having to use the incredibly clunky emoji system inside of Mac OS. But I think that's probably a, 
a problem that's best solved through other means because the OS just needs to come up with better emoji solutions than that. Um, just, you know, without having to resort to a display, you cannot always count on being there. Um, especially if you're using it in clamshell mode, uh, then you lose those advantages. Um, so I, I don't, I, I never was a fan of it. Um, and I thought it was weird to, because it added seemingly added expense to the product. And I know that this is sort of a debatable thing of like, well, you, you don't know that it added that much. And it's like, it's, it's not $0 to put a tiny LED, dis, uh, uh, LCD display on there and have it hooked up to a special processor that does the handling of that stuff. And then does the IO between that and your actual Intel processor. Um, it, it, that's not, that's, you know, not a discount um, that you're getting on that situation being there. But it is interesting that now that that's gone on these new machines, they're still more expensive. Uh, so you they, they didn't pass the savings along to you um, when they added those those full height function keys back, uh, which is another oddity. Um, but uh, you know, I don't know if if people if people really miss it, we'll see over time. But I, I'm not convinced that uh, it's it, it was really ever really worth having. Um, but, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think everything else is pretty well balanced. And to your point about the Thunderbolt situation, I'm actually kind of disappointed because after trying to hold out for a really long time on buying any sort of special hub or dock or any of those things, um, as we've discussed about previously, uh, and then I finally just gave up because I could not take it anymore. And I bought that awful anchor space heater. Um, uh, it's not awful. It's just, it's fine. Um, but I bought that and so it handles all the stuff. And so I only need this one cord plugged in and it's like, well, now that I did that, they finally come out with this situation. Um, so, uh, it's, it's a little weird cause it's like, oh, well it has an SD card reader in it. It has the HDMI port I need. It has, um, all that stuff. Uh, um, and HDMI is necessary because, uh, the, they don't do, um, or the version of DisplayPort that Apple had, I think, um, like if you went to, oh no, it was the CalDigit display. If mm-hmm. you use the CalDigit um, hub that you have, it doesn't have HDR support over the DisplayPort version in that one. Um, I think the new version of the CalDigit thing that came out since then does, um, but I'd have to check the version number of the DisplayPort thing because they... I, that monitor stuff is always very convoluted when it comes to HDMI and DisplayPort versions. But uh, I am fine with all of the things that exist now. Um, you can get displays. You can do stuff. Um, <laughs> I, I The SD card reader is fine to have or not. Uh, I think it's mainly something I would appreciate when I take the laptop with me somewhere because then I don't have to count on taking all the tiny little plastic dongly bits with me um because i have uh an sd card reader that that goes to USB-C. I have um a uh i have all of like three of those USB-A to USB-C um adapter things that apple makes uh because i found those ones to be the most reliable ones i have one of the apple ones that does the hdmi and uh, uh whatever the usb uh, or one usb connection anyway And it's just like, yeah, I have all this crap that you can, like, take with you. But now to have a version of this thing that you don't need to take all this crap around with, um, I think is good. Uh, And I do kind of miss MagSafe because 
when I would charge it on a couch situation, I would always be concerned because it's very easy to knock off and damage things um, in a precariously balanced situation. Uh, and MagSafe was a little more safe, as the name implies. Uh, I'm not as upset as other people are about losing one of the th- one of the four Thunderbolt ports, and now there's just three. I am confused why power delivery would take away from the other three, uh, since it seems like why not why not just add. Why are we subtracting here? It's not like data bandwidth is going over that thing. Um, but I don't know how internally that all works. So I'm not going to pretend to be an electrical engineer. Um, <laughs> what? I yeah. thought you played one on a podcast. No. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I mean, I'm fine with that trade-off because there's still the three Thunderbolt ports. And I w- was less fine with that situation before when you needed to count on having a dongle for every single one of those ports. Um, I do you wish they came up with a more elegant a more elegant solution where MagSafe was something that was on the exterior of a Thunderbolt port? Um, like we've seen uh, third-party uh, versions of a so- sort of pseudo MagSafe um, Thunderbolt thing. Uh, I don't know if you've seen those where you like attach a, a magnet to the exterior um, that lets you do sort of a safe breakaway situation. Um, but it is still a Thunderbolt port. Uh, it would be nice to have something like that so that way you could still use it as a Thunderbolt port if you didn't need to charge your machine at the time. Um, uh, but I, uh, or, and also if you wanted to charge on the other side, because I think that was one of the main benefits of the Thunderbolt situation mm-hmm. is that you could plug into any single one of the ports and charge. Uh, they didn't tell you that it didn't charge the same and it would throttle the cpu if you plugged into certain sides of the machine but for all intents and purposes it worked the same uh to to (laughs) plug it in uh on either side and that helped if you had a desk situation where it would otherwise have a cord you know wrapped around in an awkward way from one side to the other as you would uh previously so i don't know and they it's also weird that they went back to the magsafe like t-shaped design where the MagSafe is the part that attaches to the computer is perpendicular to the cable as opposed to the MagSafe version where the uh, magnet part and the cable were parallel to one another um, because I always preferred that one because then the cord didn't stick straight out the side. It went backwards, um, but uh, I don't I don't know what the decision was with that um, when they were designing things. If maybe more people prefer the T-shape, like it's sticking out straight out the perpendicular to the side. Um, who knows? Not me. I don't know. I didn't do any studies. I didn't poll anybody. Yeah, n- neither did I. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure. But um, yeah, I guess uh, I didn't realize that I didn't see that uh, story about the throttling depending on which side you plugged it in. Um, I knew that there was a difference between the smaller uh, MacBook and the larger one in terms of um, which side was preferred for uh, data versus power and some, I can't remember exactly what else there was, but uh, yeah, the the throttling that happens in some cases um, 
I blame it on Intel still. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, it wasn't ever anything like major. It's just one of those things that if you tell like an ATP listener, they'd freak out. Um, but it, it is one of those one of those differences that is not hugely concerning to anyone. Yep. Um, it says a better idea is to charge your MacBook Pro via the USB-C port on the right of the machine and connect other peripherals on the left-sided ports. You should also avoid concentrating all of your devices on the right-hand side of the computer. Um, this kernel task deal only occurs when the left-sided ports are heating up, but users have reported that there is still some level of throttling and temperature increase on the right as well. <laughs> yeah. So it's more or less the same. It, it just is slightly different enough to make some people a little batty. But Yeah, yeah. indeed. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling a little batty right now. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> it is interesting though that, oh, oh uh, yeah was, let's pivot to the home pod mini um so they fixed all the problems to it by changing the colors that it comes in uh uh-huh, and uh-huh. uh that should be it yep that's pretty much all there was <laughs> um I, apparently it's uh starting to get into people's hands or will be soon or you can buy it at the store um for people i again for me i just want the device to disappear i don't i don't want it to stand out i want Mm -hmm. it to just disappear yeah and i guess i if you have your living room painted safety orange then your home pod will disappear into that space uh plus they didn't make it in green so i mean what am i supposed to do yeah well what what one of the things that bothers me about the color situation is not that there are colors available but that you are constrained by the color selection that apple chooses in this model year period that they're distributing this thing Mm -hmm. so if apple ever releases a new version of the homepod mini and it doesn't come in this color anymore and you want to replace the one you have then i hope you want to change the entire aesthetic of your living room (laughs) because it's basically the situation you're going to be in uh i for those not just for those reasons but i i would prefer the more neutral colors uh of the original uh, design those were fine the grayish dark dark charcoalish color and the uh the white one but what i would have preferred they do is something more like some other speaker manufacturers and more like um uh even my uh, my air filter um does where there's basically a color fabric um sleeve um that you put over the speaker exterior uh and that you can remove and re- replace that with any other sleeve you deem to be appropriate for the color situation that you would like. Um, and so that way it also has more utility where you're not uh, making a forever choice about the color of the device. Uh, and it, 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 it offers you more flexibility if you decide to move something between a different room or setup or something like that. Uh, but, you know, Apple, Apple has a lot of issues with color uh at the moment um so oh god whatever. tell me about it yeah i, I mean uh, we didn't get a chance to talk i think after i saw the uh midnight watch in person but uh it is dark uh it is not what it looks like in the product photography on their website um which is interesting because i wanted it to be dark because i wanted to replace the uh i don't know space gray whatever it was called uh that my series three was in and mm-hmm. uh it is near, it is darker than the space gray is in terms of mm-hmm. luminance or the light uh, light not being absorbed by it i guess but the there the 
blue tint to it is so subtle that it is more uh, more black in situations than it is blue, um, as opposed to the website where it looks like a navy blue, uh, which right. is very interesting. And same applies for the green. Yeah, I noticed that too. The green looked so like forest green on the website, but I saw that in person as well, and it was just a little lighter in in tone than the midnight but it was barely barely discernible as being green in in lighting and that was the lighting of the apple store which is pretty luminous i guess so Mm. i was i was really surprised about that uh what are your thoughts because i know you wanted a, a, a rich green yeah i um i had second thoughts about it so i i love i've got now the new i can't even think what it's called but there's a name for this new green alpine green or something that's that's not what it is it's like conifer green (laughs) um and i've got it in the leather case for my iphone the leather wallet for the iphone and the new leather uh band for the apple watch and so all of the green looks very good together it looks very good against my skin my skin and what i like about it as opposed to it being a super rich green, is that it's not going to clash with everything that I own, um, with the clothing that I wear. And I think that that would have been the problem if I had gotten... I mean, I'm not the type of person who gives a crap <laughs> about that to the extent that I would stop wearing my watch just because it didn't match with everything. Um, I think... That's a little bit of uh, what is that called? Main character syndrome. Hmm. Nobody cares about me enough to be like, oh my God, look at his watch. It doesn't even match the rest of his clothing. I'm the only one looking at it and saying that to myself, apparently, in a British accent. But um, with this, it's a subtle enough green that it doesn't really stick out to where that would be an issue. Um, But I can look at it sometimes and let it kind of shine in the light and see that little green color and know that I've got a green watch on my wrist and that makes me happy because I like green. Uh, so yeah, I, I originally wanted it to be richer. I'm glad that it's not richer now. Uh, and I think that other folks will be too when they want to be able to, uh, maybe they care more about, um, their watch matching what they're wearing. And so then they will do that, uh, or they will be happy that it, it's not super clashy. Yeah. I, I'm glad that you like it. I it's not that I, I I don't dislike it. I just wouldn't pursue anything green for my personal uh I guess sortorial aesthetic choices. But I I uh, uh I agree with you. Uh I am much more of the uh I would like to not have it stand out enough to clash with anything um or to be eye-catching. Uh for those reasons the red uh does not appeal to me at all. Um, and the, uh, the blue is not as, not as saturated in person as I was expecting it to be. Um, I don't know if you saw that one in an Apple store or not, but it is, uh, a li- it's less saturated and, uh, more toned down than it appears in the product photography. I don't know why the product photography for the watch is so off when you're introducing new colors that need to be seen in person um i I believe that that was just a strange choice uh because like i've checked on my iphone the display on my computer 
the displays on the iPads in the Apple Store next to the watches because um, they have those little iPads set up uh, for you to pick out and customize your watch. Um, and it, it's just like, yeah, so none of these things look like the watches that are physically here in person. Um, I don't I don't know why you're doing that to me because uh, you're making me crazy. And that's the whole reason why I didn't order one in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but now I'm in a situation because I didn't order it uh, in that initial wave. They appear to be so back ordered that uh, I just keep looking at the uh, estimated ship date and uh-huh. it keeps pushing. It keeps hovering around Thanksgiving, um, which is a problem. Because I will not be here, theoretically, during the delivery window. And then the delivery window moved up last week uh, into the middle of November. And I was like, oh, oh, maybe that uh, th- th- this means that they've figured out the, the inventory situation, uh, the, the, the supply chain issues, as, as we, are, we are known <laughs> to talk about it. Uh, but the, uh, no, they didn't. It shifted back to Thanksgiving again. Um, mm-hmm. So I should have just bought it then when it was the middle of November for like two seconds. But, uh, but yeah, it is, it is, uh, interesting. Um, the, the differences that are going on there and these new MacBooks don't come in those colors. Uh, they're the traditional space gray and silver, which is interesting too. Um, nothing matches. If you wanted to buy a whole house of brand new Apple stuff, you'd have all kinds of different things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember there was, Oh, I think it was, uh, Jason Snell, who was talking about wanting someone at Apple to be in charge of color. Yeah, the color czar. Uh, the color czar. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be a, a cool idea that, yeah. you know, the, the consistency between um, model years. I, more, I would just like to briefly work at Apple so that uh, on the marketing team so that I could just know. Because I know that they've – everybody – whether they make a decision and then come up with a reason for it afterward or have a reason and then make a decision, there's a reason that exists. I don't care if it makes sense. I just want to know it. Just give me your number. I just want to know. Uh, I would just like to hear what their sort of thinking is on how they do the color. We can speculate all we want. And, you know, some people say, well, it's so that you can tell what the latest model is. Um, you know, oh, you've got the green one. That's the latest one. And maybe that's it. But maybe there's something else. And I would just like to know, like, what made them not just do the normal colors we're all used to this time? Was it because they didn't really want people upgrading to this one? They wanted people to hold out until the next one, whenever they can do more excuse me, more after the supply shortage has ended. Um, So if people buy one now, then they might not buy the next one that has a whole lot going on with it. Or was it that uh, they just wanted to do something different to try out these colors potentially for the iPhone next year? I mean, there's so many different thoughts as to why uh, they chose the colors that they did. I'd like to know the real reason. Yeah, I, I, my assumption is not that they, um, I don't think they were trying to discourage anybody from purchasing it. Um, I I think that they uh, thought that this would be enticing to people because they were going to be uh, colors that uh, had not been in the lineup before. So it'd be shaking things up. And so maybe that would get people interested in things. Um, it is curious that with supply chain issues, you would pick so many different colors to, to do because now you have four different aluminum cases and you have uh the uh sorry four different colors of aluminum cases but you also have two models of each of those aluminum cases so then you have eight different aluminum cases that are colored 
to deal with stocking inventory for, um, mm-hmm. as opposed to, I believe previously we had the gold, silver, and space gray. And no, they hit the product red too. So I guess they had four before as well, because um, they added the product red uh, a little bit after the three or during the threes generation. Anyway, so they had probably the same number of things. It's weird to me that there is some sort of connection between some of these color choices and the other lines like starlight um, being a name that they've used uh, to describe both the aluminum uh, stuff that's going on with the phone. And then also the um, uh, what is it? The, the iPhone uh, 13 um, you've got the starlight version and you've got uh, also the blue situation where there's different, Pacific blue. Yeah. There's uh, Sierra blue. Um, oh yeah. Sierra blue. Golly. Pacific blue was last year, right? Uh, anyway, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And so anyway, you have all of these different blues, but then at the same time you're like, Nope, starlights are new silver. And it's like, but why, why do you do this? Why do you do this why? stuff? <laughs> yeah. I don't, no. I don't know. Don't know. Yeah. Don't get it. But, uh, I guess it is what it is. What it is. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's not going to be a problem for me as long as I continue to not buy anything. <laughs> so, right. Um, whoopsie daisy. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Yeah. Uh, and on that note, um, it's uh, it's starting to look a lot like mm-hmm. November. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when does the wait? I forgot if you are a. Uh, holiday, well, specifically, I guess, Christmas music enjoyer or a Christmas music hater, or uh, I don't, you don't feel one way or the other about Christmas music. And then I'm also curious if you decorate uh, for the holidays uh, in your home. I enjoy Christmas music, but not all Christmas music was created equally. Uh, so Agreed. Is there, there's uh, some caveats to that. Um, I don't put on Christmas music until probably uh, second week of December. Um, so I, I'm not going to be jamming out to uh, don't you dare to any of the, the Mariah Carey right now. I can't believe you. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> but uh, I do decorate to a point mm-hmm. since I usually go to uh spend christmas with my mother um and stepfather in florida she decorates there's a tree all the stuff um she does a really good job all the time at doing this and i'm not going to be here for that day so it always feels weird to go through the effort of doing it right right um but uh there were a couple times where i you know got live tree did the whole thing and then you know you come back after the trip to florida and then it's time to haul the um very brown uh falling apart tree to the curb did you say holly or holly uh hall uh h-a-u-l hall the tree move (laughs) but the the the, you know then you got the to get rid of the tree that you got and it was such a pain and you got to do all that stuff and so it's just like yeah i don't know and then it's like well what about an artificial tree um, and I've mused on that for many years. Um, and I even considered doing it last year, but you know, they're just so expensive to get like one that doesn't look like absolute, butt. uh, and I don't want to have one that looks like absolute, butt. so that's a priority for me. Um, 
I invested in a non-butt one. Oh, um, good. And I'm happy that I did. Uh, it looks great. I, I did the wire cutter pick. Um, and yeah, I'm really happy that I, I invested in a non-butt one. The only thing is that, because uh, I got it pre-lit, I always add more lights to it, but I got it pre-lit. Unfortunately, the pre-lit version was still incandescent. And I wish that it was LED. I imagine that if I looked now, they'd probably have LED versions uh, versus whenever I ordered the one that I did. Um, but yeah, the ones that don't look like butt, they do a really good job of, mm-hmm. of not looking uh, bad. Yeah, have you seen them in person? It's just like, oh, it's a thousand dollars for the kind that I would like. No, thank you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't do that. I didn't do that <laughs> non butt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I because I also want one that's uh, substantial. So I want like a you know I believe seven foot. Uh, okay. Yeah, you're going all in. So you you were talking about a what, what size tree did you buy? I think mine is just barely taller than I am. So I think it's six and a half feet. Okay. Well, or I mean, six, that's 6.2 feet or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's got the, like, it's, it, I didn't, there were a couple of versions, one that was more expensive of the expensive ones and then less expensive of the expensive ones. I went with the less expensive of the expensive ones. So it still um, looks uh, far more realistic, but it wasn't, you know, the top premium tier. Um, yeah. And I was, I'm, I'm happy with it. I, it was certainly an, uptick from the uh one i had before which was probably purchased at i don't know sears a million years ago it was my great-grandparents tree that they had replaced with a new one and so they gave me their uh one i finally you know got rid of it because it was just old and the lights i had to replace some every year and blah 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 blah. um so yeah like i said i finally invested in one that uh, i was happy with but uh yeah i i don't i think that it's usually for me right after Thanksgiving that uh, I start to to decorate and start to play music and usually change the sense of the house to something more festive mm-hmm. and uh, rich. Yeah, I think Thanksgiving is the traditional American barrier um, uh, for for your your holidays. Uh, and I agree with you. I wouldn't put up any um, Christmas ornamentation inside of the house prior to Thanksgiving, personally, but. Uh, it is going to be an interesting year this year. I think, uh, I think there is a lot of, um, pent up holiday cheer, uh, for lack Mm -hmm. of a better word. Um, so I, I think that we are going to see, uh, a lot of Christmas stuff in the next, next couple days, um, and weeks ahead, um, before Thanksgiving. And you know what? It's fine. Go for it. I agree. Yeah, I agree. As, as long as you're not a company um, who is, you know, trying to push your your capitalist agenda on me uh, <laughs> and get me to purchase things I don't need to buy, like watches or something, um, then then <laughs> that's that's different. Do you know yeah, if you I... go to the Apple dot com um, website right now, they have a uh, red banner across the top that says "Shop early for the best selection of holiday favorites." Period. Boo. Shop now. Carrot. Boo! I see it. Mm-hmm. I see it. I, yeah. d- I ignored that. I ignored those kinds of banners. And so I didn't read what that said there. Yeah. Now how would I'm you know it. if you went to the apple.com website that there were things available to purchase? It would be, yeah. be a total mystery. Because to I you. go there all the time, not <laughs> for purchasing, but just for looking at the main page. Oh, I That's just like to read all the help there. articles. Uh, <laughs> give me some knowledge base. Uh, so anyway, I think. Give that, me some knowledge base. <laughs> I think that concludes our uh, our 
proto festive uh holiday podcast <laughs> <laughs> ha la 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 fa la ha la <laughs>